Another episode, another season actually. This is the first episode of season two of the YMIT Young Millionaire in Training podcast. So before we actually get into all the good stuff, this episode is actually going to be about a complaint and a situation I had with Southwest. Okay, so if you go back and listen to the trailer, I am going to get into our normal financial literacy and financial stuff and all that good stuff. But I got to tell this story, man. I got to tell this story because I'm I was mad. I'm fired up. So just keep up. Watch with me. Do all those different things. Before we get started into that story, make sure you go like subscribe YouTube. The YouTube is up. So all the episodes are going to be on YouTube. I will be honest. I am still uploading some of the episodes from season one to the YouTube. But make sure you go back and catch them that way if you want to watch them instead. But all the season two episodes that I'm just going to post those as a go. <laughs> so all the season two episodes will be up on the YouTube starting right after this one i'm not going to post this one but make sure you follow the youtube make sure you get us on instagram make sure you follow us on facebook join the free facebook group there as well also tiktok you get my funny side on tiktok my humorous side should i say on that but let's get to that southwest story so let's set the stage so you know of course i just came off my six week break almost seven week break while my daughter was here it was my first summer bringing my daughter out to texas so it was super important to me to get her here and back without incident because i didn't want to hear it from the baby mama y'all already know how that kind of stuff goes so i didn't want to hear it so i wanted to try to make sure i got her back in one piece nice safe and sound so Everything was good. The summer went good, smooth. She got along great with my wife, got along great with my daughter. We all vibing. It's like a family. Everybody's love. So I finally get ready to take her back to North Carolina. This is Saturday. Let me see. This was July 16th. I'm taking her back Saturday morning. We get up Saturday morning about 630 in the a.m. Cool, chilling, everything straight. We get to the airport by 7, 730-ish. Flight left at 930. We loaded on. Southwest, we there got our seats popping. We land in Tampa, Florida at about sometime between 12 30 and 1 o'clock. So the flight was supposed to take off at around 2 30. We had about an hour delay until we had to start boarding the plane. No biggie. I saw on the plane when I was watching the little flight tracker. Yeah, I'm one of those that like to watch the flight tracker. But I saw on the plane watching the flight tracker that the flight had been delayed for an hour. And we weren't supposed to start boarding until around 3.30 or so. But no big, I didn't really care. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. Like, hey, what's an hour? No big deal. So we get there. My daughter, she was hungry. When we got there, we had an hour. I probably would just been like, hey, eat some snacks on the plane. But since it was two hours, I was like, hey, we go ahead and get it. You know what? Look, I spent a grip of money while she was here. So I was like, bro, I ain't trying to get no airplane food. She nine. I can't tell her not to eat, man. I'm going to take care of my child now. So I was like, all right, so we get some of this expensive airplane food. So we paid, I think, $350 for a burger. It, it was $20, but it felt like $350, especially with all this inflation. We're going to get to that this season, too, because this inflation has been crazy, son. But anyway, so we get the food. Everything's cool. Eat the food. We're sitting there waiting. Finally bored. We board the plane, right? This is around 3.30 now, 3.30 in the p.m. So we've been there about three hours. No biggie. We board the plane. 
start pushing back from the gate. The pilot comes over the loudspeaker and he announced, hey, we have to wait for 30 minutes. They have an updated weather advisory for all the flights going north from Florida up, of course, to North Carolina. So, of course, okay, cool. I suppose it rain. No big deal. Thunderstorm in the weather. That's no fault of Southwest. So I'm not mad at this point. But this is where the issues with Southwest begin. So after 40 minutes of sitting on the plane waiting on the weather advisory, one of the crew members comes on and says, the flight crew timed out, so they're not going to be able to fly it, and we're going to have to find a new crew. So please stand by. So this is where my first problem came in. Didn't they know they were about to time out when we got on a weather advisory? Why y'all weren't already looking for a crew then? But no big deal. Whatever. So 20 minutes later, the crew member comes back. He says, well... Oh, uh, man, it's hot on the plane. We're going to need to deplane. First of all, I don't even know what deplane means. I've never even heard that. What does deplane mean? Okay. It means get off the plane. Now, the funny thing is, whenever you arrive at your destination, nobody ever be like, hey, let's deplane. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you literally just get off the plane. It doesn't even mean anything different. But I just laugh because depending on the circumstances, evidently the term changes. But who knew? So... We get off the plane, right? He said, it's hot. Everybody off the plane. They're going to until we find a new crew. At this point, it's about 5 p.m., okay? And we were due to be in Raleigh at around, say, 4.30 p.m. So we could meet my daughter's mom and drop her off because she lives in Greensboro. But she comes and drives to the Raleigh airport, meet my daughter, pick her up. So, you know, I don't have to do all the rental car and stuff. That's for it. <laughs> Shout out to my attorney on that in the custody agreement or the visitation agreement that we have on that. So... Anywho, fast forward. So we're sitting there. It's about 5 p.m. We're already late. The time is now 7 p.m. The whole time I've been sitting and waiting, my daughter is like, I should have been home by now. She's ready to get home. Not that she was just unhappy, but she was ready to see her family. She hadn't seen her family in six weeks. So she's telling me all that. It's 7 p.m. now. They finally announced that the flight is canceled and they can't find a crew. Now, this is where the real kicker comes in. They said there are no available flights to Raleigh until Monday out of Tampa. Bruh, it's Saturday night. What do you mean until Monday? I got to get my daughter back home. I can't wait until Monday. I got to go back to work. She got to go back to work. I got stuff to do, man. I can't be in Tampa till Monday. And and who's paying for this hotel for Tampa? Because I already had a hotel in North Carolina that was booked. I had to cancel that one on that one. Lost out on that money, but I kind of get to that in a few. So they told me to cancel. Of course, I called my wife. I told her what happened on that. Wife, she started up. She was like, Monday. <laughs> Monday. I was like, baby, right now, nothing I can do about that. I was like, let me figure this out. I'll call you back. Let me call my daughter's mom. Let her know what's going on. I called my daughter's mom. So then, of course, I had to explain to her why I couldn't uh, bring our daughter back at the day and time that we agreed six weeks prior before. So you can imagine how fun that conversation was. On that, however, in my normal calm demeanor, after I talked to my daughter's mom, I called customer service to attempt to find a resolution. The reason I called instead of just going to the ticketing gate or one of the other counters, because all 180 people off the flight ran to the ticket counter. So the line was dumb long at all the counters, people trying to get flights and figure out what was going to happen. So I finally spoke to customer service 36 minutes later. So we're already pushing about good 730 by this point. 36 minutes later of being on hold, 
They told me they couldn't help me and that the flight didn't even show canceled on their end. And I was like, well, I'm here in the airport and I can assure you it's canceled, my friend. She said she didn't see it canceled. I'm like, all right, man, why, whatever. Okay, cool. So I was like, because I go stand in line at the counter anyway. I said, at this point, the lady said there was still no flights available. I did ask her on that as well. She said there was no flights available out of Tampa until Monday. So I said, okay, no big deal. Cool. So let me figure out what I'm going to do. I sat there for a moment and I weighed my options. I started going to check other airlines that were in there. So I checked with United. They ain't have anything going out. I checked with Delta told me they had a flight with two seats left on it, but it was going to be one way and it was going to be $755 for one way for just me and my daughter. And we could leave out on Sunday, early Sunday morning. My next option was to drive to North Carolina. But when I looked it up, we were about 10 hours away, according to the GPS. Now, it was only, the rental car would only cost me $125, plus gas, of course. But the problem was, I was going to have to drive in the same weather conditions that had us grounded initially. Because although they were no longer at our airport, they were still up and down the coast. Because I actually, as I was deciding, I actually saw a TV screen. And everything from Tampa up out of Florida, up to the bottom of, I want to say Georgia or South Carolina, I'm not even sure which one it was. Had the little green up there showing me that it was raining. So I was like, yeah, this ain't about to work. <laughs> yeah, that ain't even about to work, man. And then, of course, I could just stay, do nothing, wait until Monday night. And we just hang out in Tampa. I had only planned on being in Tampa an hour, but I was like, hey, maybe we hang out in Tampa. So I took a few minutes. I thought them through. I said, I think I might have to purchase the flight because realistically speaking, if I didn't purchase the flight, that means I was going to be overnight. Or if I purchased the flight, then I just had to get a hotel for the night with my daughter. Then we would fly out to North Carolina the next day. Because driving just really, I just didn't find it to be safe. So we ended up buying the flight. So I bought the flight at Delta. My wife's got a hotel for us there for the night. That was another $165 plus the $125 that I had lost out on. And that's ultimately what I decided to do. In the meantime, I go up to the counter and I want to ask, are they comping us for a room? Can they refund my money? What can they do or anything like that? And just before we finish, we're going to take a little break from our sponsor. What if raising your credit score by 50 or 100 or maybe even 200 points could be the difference between whether or not you buy that home for you and your family or that car you've always dreamed of or maybe even starting a business that could ultimately change your life? My name is John Trone, and I'm the founder and CEO of Driven Financial Consultant, where we do more than fix credit. We change. If you're ready to take your life and your credit to the next level, go to workwithjohntrone.com and watch our free video training and then book a call with me today. That's workwithjohn, J-O-H-N, trone, T-R-O-N-E.com. I look forward to speaking with you and seeing you on the other side. Right. So that was one of our sponsors. But so I go up to the counter, as I was saying, to get a little bit of information on if they're going to comp us a room since it was a crew failure, if they were going to give me a refund. The lady at the counter looks me straight in my eye and she says to me, no, it was the weather, no refund and no, we're not comping any rooms. I just looked for a moment. I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Okay, cool. She said, you're going to call customer service and maybe they can do something for you. So I said, no problem. I'll call customer service. So my wife, she actually calls customer service. Do you know these people gave me back a funky little $84. Bro, I just dropped an additional $755 on a flight. What is $84 going to do for me? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to get it, Chief. No, not at all. So we're fighting that now, and I'll get into that here in a moment. We got the hotel. 
So my daughter and I, we went to the hotel. We managed to get a flight. Delta was great through the situation. We managed to get a flight that was 5 a.m. So we had to be back to the airport like 3, 3.30 on that. Fortunately, we got TSA pre-check. Yes, I'm one of them people that go through TSA pre-check and be over there telling the peasants. I'll be like, hey, y'all take y'all shoes off. Take them belts and shoes off over there, peasants. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop calling people peasants. I'm not going to be condescending. I'm sorry. I apologize. Peasants. How we get through TSA pre-check, we log in or we get in. So we didn't get to the hotel until about 11 o'clock. So we literally were in the hotel for three, four hours. Just long enough to get a little nap, really. That's about all we did, a little nap, a little shower. I had one raggedy outfit because I had planned on making a turnaround trip anyway. I was supposed to fly in, fly right back out. So that didn't end up working for me. I was supposed to be back to San Antonio by 10 o'clock the next morning. But that didn't end up working out quite the way that I wanted that to work out for me. But that's okay, too. So, fast forward back to the story and the purpose of me telling the story. We got the little $84. They did say they were going to give us some credits, $300 in credits. I was like, but that's not, I can't pay with Southwest credits at Delta, though. I was like, I had to pay with actual money. I was like, somebody need to give me my money back. I, they still ain't sent me my credits. So, we put in a couple of complaints. Like I said, we're still working on those. Following day, I finally got her back by about 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Got her back to her mom. Everything was cool. My flight didn't leave out until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so I just had to sit around the airport. I was in North Carolina, so y'all know my North Carolina people. I did go and cop some Bojangles. I took a little Uber, got me some Bojangles, and sat in the airport till about 3 o'clock. I didn't end up getting home until about 9.30, 10 o'clock later that night. But the reason, outside of me just wanting to complain and share the story with you all, the reason why I wanted to go into this story is because I want to talk to you about those emergency funds and talk to you about having that available money and these are the kind of situations and things that I'm talking about. When I talk about the emergency fund, I talk about having a logical emergency fund. So you can say $1,000. I constituted this as an emergency because I knew I had to get my daughter back at a certain time. So I couldn't really wait till Monday. And that would have been way more inconvenient for me to try to wait until Monday in order to get her home. So that would have been too inconvenient. So this was an emergency situation in my mind. So Let's say my emergency fund had been $1,000, $755 on a plane ticket, $165 on it. So we're already, what, $910 plus food. My emergency fund would have been shot. You hear me? Shot. There would have been no emergency fund. Okay, and that's where making sure that it's logical. You have to make sure that emergency fund applies to your lifestyle. I already know a thousand dollars is not going to do anything for me if I ever actually have an emergency because it barely covered all those things for it. And then it would have been totally depleted. And what happens if I have another emergency? You know, how am I going to get my money back together? So make sure that emergency fund is logical. Also, one of the things and I asked everybody involved, my daughter's mom included, I said, when you talk to me during the situation, what was my demeanor like? And they said, you were calm and very composed and very poised through it. My wife said it, my daughter's mom said it, and anybody I talked to in between said it. Because I'm always about being calm and really thinking situations through. Because when you get so frazzled and upset and you start stressing and you start panicking, all you're doing is using parts of your brain that you could actually be using to figure out the situation. Also, in that, I had to be an example for my daughter to show her how you act whenever a situation goes wrong. Because I asked her as well. I said, how do you think your dad acted while I was trying to fix the situation? She was like, you were calm the whole time. I said, yeah. 
on the inside, I was yelling because in all transparency, when I got to that room that night after she went to sleep, I actually cried a little bit. Well, she wasn't asleep. She just wasn't paying attention. I actually cried. I broke down. And the reason I broke down, because I had sat and asked myself, what would I have done if I couldn't afford to buy that ticket or I couldn't afford a hotel room after they didn't come? What would I have actually done? Because that's a realistic situation for some people. I had just spent an entire summer where I flew her out. It was added expense because we were doing added activities because I wanted to make sure she was enjoying her time. We were paying for a summer camp while she was here. On top of that, I was still paying child support on top of that. And I had already paid for a flight back. It wasn't like I hadn't paid for one already. I had already paid for one on the way back. Like what would have happened if I didn't have that money available? And it really got to me. Now, fortunately, I pulled myself back in that after that moment because this was after everything calmed down to fix. It was just a matter of going through it. And I pulled myself back and I said, I can't sit and get so emotional over a hypothetical situation when the fact that the matter stands is I did have the money available and I was able to take care of it. OK, so that's just the thing. And that's why it meant so much to me that Southwest got to do something about that. Like you can't just leave it hanging. Y'all got to take that L. And you can sit and say it wasn't their fault. It wasn't my fault either, but I had to take the L. So, no, I'm passing that L on the nil, and they're going to do it. That was the other thing I forgot. On the flight to Raleigh, they weren't able to get us two seats beside each other. So, I was going to ask the person that was sitting in the middle seat if they didn't mind sliding over. But when I walked up to the aisle, the lady that was sitting in our aisle, it was a white woman, Caucasian woman. She says to me, weren't you on that flight? That Southwest flight from Tampa? I said, uh, yes, ma'am. She said, uh, yeah, because I recognize you and your daughter up there because, you know, I had on the Gucci bag that said fake on it. it. It says not fake, but it's just to get people to ask me why it says fake so I can tell them they don't know nothing about Gucci. But once again, I'm not going to be condescending. Let me get away from that. So she said she recognized me and we were talking about everything that happened and went over. And when she told me they comped her a hotel room and gave her a full refund. Meanwhile, they didn't comp me anything while I had my child with me. She was a single mid 30, late 30, mid somewhere white woman by herself. And they comped her a room and refunded her money. I had my child with me, my nine year old daughter, and they wouldn't even give me a hotel room. I probably would have been okay. Had they just give me a hotel room and actually acted like they cared. I was like, you want me to make this nine-year-old sleep in the airport over something that y'all did? That's trash, dog. No, I'm not doing that. So I'm going to take it to them. We're going to push this to the limit because I want my money back. Like, y'all need to compensate me for that. I accomplished my trip and my goal, but it was to no thanks of Southwest. I had to buy another ticket. Delta got me where I needed to go, not Southwest. So that's just what it is. So I did want to come up here. I wanted to share that with you all, that story, and give that little financial literacy story in it. Make sure that you have that emergency fund ready because you never know when it may hit. Because that morning when I left home, I didn't know I was going to spend an extra $1,000 because I had already paid. The only thing I had to do was get on the plane. So until next time, stay up. Get ready for season two. It's going to be good. It's going to be big. Until next time, I'll holler at y'all. Peace.